Blog Talk Radio.
about what a poor black man has to face every day in a country and a culture controlled by rich white people. Somebody missed that. You got nervous because we got some white members here. I am still in Bible country. I am still in the text. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. The Romans were rich. The Romans were Italians, which means they were European, which means they were white. And the Romans ran everything in Jesus' country. It just came to me with, 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 within the past few weeks, y'all, why so many folks are hating on Barack Obama. He doesn't fit the model. He ain't white. He ain't rich. And he ain't privileged. Hillary fits the mold. Europeans fit the mold. Giuliani fits the mold. Rich white men fit the mold. Hillary never had a cab whiz past her and not pick her up because her skin was the wrong color. Hillary never had to worry about being pulled over in her car as a black man driving in the wrong I think in this case, um, we're, we're seeing the issue 
where America has sort of a double standard. We claim, in its instance, to have a separation of church and state, but as soon as politics gets along, we hear some controversial possible statements by his pastor, and now everybody's like, well, why is Obama in that church? Isn't that sort of a conundrum? I mean, we're supposed to separate um, religion from the issue, and yet we're sitting here putting it at the centerfold of the Democratic nominations. In this instance right here, of course, there's going to be people that say um, strange things. We just have to learn to um, really audit ourselves and our opinions when it comes to that. Obama's pastor is not going to be the one who's running the presidency. He's not going to be the one um, signing new bills or managing important aspects of our lives in the future. And that's what a lot of people are failing to see right here because we're so used to people constantly following everything that their pastor teaches verbatim rather than have own sense of opinion. Obama's clearly shown that he has his own opinion. Um, I agree with Obama's opinion because he did respond and say how he didn't like, like how the pastor made the whole issue of the presidential um, biased and divisive. I and in this case particular, we have to realize, yes, of course, disparities and some advantages that both are going to have. Of course, Obama doesn't fit the mold. Anybody who says that he does is definitely an idiot because the main mold of a black man is somebody who what, barely has a good high school education, is always speaking slang that's hard for other people to understand, always blaming other people for their problems. And Obama is a very eloquent, educated person. He's actually doing something. He's not a, frust um, a super frustrated, angry um, young man that a lot of people like to try to say we are. He's not that either. He's a lot of other things that we aren't as um, stereotypes um, portray us to be. And I think a very important moment for him to really step up and show that he doesn't hold to a lot of the crass, um, how could you say, a lot of the crass assumptions that people place about him with this situation. It's a great chance for him to stand up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's get Mr. 910 home. I had a brain can't put him on mute because it's background distortion. But now you're on Mr. 910. What do you think about that? Uh, hold on, wait for it. Don't Oh, your response. Blog talk is so slow. Uh, <laughs> awkward. It's got me waiting. Okay, now we can. Okay, Mr. 910. What's up? Yeah, I agree with what Mr. Levon's talking about. But I feel like, man, I feel like politics shouldn't be involved in with the church. You know, she's trying to keep the word out of the church because I felt like what the pastor said, I agree with some things he said, but I felt like it might, I felt like it might mess up some of Barack Obama's running, you know, for president. Cause, you know, they were trying to use that against him, you know, since he's black. They're trying yeah. to get a lot of stuff on with, you know, against him, but you see it's not working because, you know, he's not to keep his his calm, his exposure, you let nothing get to him, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true right there. Uh, I agree with you right there. Now, that concludes because we have very important things to talk about. If you want to follow up on us, you can always hit us up on our email, nb underscore truth at yahoo.com. I want y'all to stay focused on that because that's what Mr. 910 said because a lot of people have been saying it because it might make, uh, basically uh, get turned against the main audience. 
because of this one incident. But, you know, let's just keep going on. I think this might be the person I'm waiting for. Let me see, uh, Mr. or Mrs. 760, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, is this What's happening? Is this this is uh, Robert calling from California. Oh, hold on one second. I'm going to put you back on hold for one second, my All right. This, before we go into anything else, let's go ahead and run that clip real quick for uh, the topic of the show, because a lot of people are calling in now. now I'm just making sure that was the Dean, because I had a Dean here. I don't know if he's coming on here yet, but if he's there, if he's listening, come on in. Something to take care of. Okay, let's go with this article right here. So that was the end of the news, but now we're going to get into the main gist of it. Okay, here it goes. in our society as mixed marriage and interracial dating even in this day and age. The sight of an interracial couple still gets stares, still gets second glances. I don't care how sophisticated we've become, we still do one of those when we see an interracial couple. Despite the ancient taboo, though, that image of black and white love is getting a lot more common. Once considered a big taboo. Blacks and whites are dating, getting married, and having children at a record pace. By 1990, there were 4 million children of interracial marriages in the United States. By the year 2000, many feel our country will be facing a racial identity crisis. Many of the most visible stars we see on television and in film, and many of the children of celebrities, are the product of one black parent and one white parent. And the phenomenon has been documented since the 1940s with films based on interracial dating and marriage going way, way back. Is it true? Is what true? Is your mother a nigger? Well, 
that was a little bit of I don't know if y'all heard off if it was kind of sounding a little bit distorted over here. I don't know what's going on again. I told you blog talk again, but basically it was still interracial dating. But we want to go into particularly because some of those uh, clips that was going on was talking about a black man dating a white woman. But you know now these days it's the whole pot because it's America here. You know in particular that we're talking about. I'm gonna bring back in Mister Nine One Zero. And Mr. LeVon, because I had to mute everyone. What did you think about the clips? If you could hear anything about it. Um, I guess I'll start off with, uh, let's see here. Um, basically, it's a good thing. I think um, a lot of the stigmas towards interracial marriage is starting to lessen now just about everybody who you see around you as some sort of, like, mixed ethnicity of some um, fashion. So it's definitely a good thing. Of course, there's always going to be the natives because there's that, um, how would you say, intrinsic um, pressure to preserve your own culture so that you pretty much marry within your own race. Um, it's um, not something that's um, foreign. It's pretty common. It's called endogamy, um, which is the natural inclination for a person to marry within the same race. And in this case right here, we're seeing people not marrying in the same race, and they're being chastised for it. I'm pretty sure we see a lot of people, and they start looking at you strange just because you might be with a person the opposite sex, and it seems like y'all might be in a serious relationship with each other. It's almost like, oh, hey, they don't care. It doesn't matter. There's always this sort of almost negative stigma towards it still, despite the fact that it's happening a whole lot more. It's not really much of a threat when people think about it, you know, especially the ones that are really caught up on the so-called pure blue lines and, you know, um, what a lot of racist whites did in the past and even some supremacist blacks do nowadays, too. Because um, I was looking at some interesting statistics and it was showing a lot of stuff. Um, for instance, uh, the black-white marriage rate um, for 2007 was that 0.6% of blacks married white people, but only 0.4% of whites married blacks during that time last year. So despite the fact that we do have a lot of mixed people and some couples in our nation, it's not some kind of plague or epidemic that people if you yeah that's true right there too well if that in mind because that oh no that was Gerardo clip right there back in the 90s they were talking about it was going to be some type of uh, race problem going on probably in the year 2000 right now 2000 ain't nothing really going on it's like more people are doing it and it's a lot of girls out here Let's just go into I'm I'm ready to go into the gusto of this all because I know a lot of people listening in want to know what is this all about. Why is it bad for a black man to date outside basically his race? I mean, last time I checked, supposedly doesn't come in a color. You know what I'm saying? It might come in different forms, but color wasn't really mentioned into it. And I I noticed that sometimes too. I have uncles, I have friends. I even got cousins that dated outside that race. I even dated outside my race. I was dating a Hispanic chick and an Asian chick. I had no problem. The only problem was, you know, people say, well, why did I break up? The only problem was, was the distance, long distance. I just don't believe in long distance relationships. I mean, 
what do y'all think about that? I mean, what do you think about how sometimes where you have a brother out here who's basically dating and, you know, don't hurt no one, he ain't hurting her, he ain't hurting her, doing everything right, and you hear someone, you know, in their mouth talking junk, or particularly a sister, because I saw this happen in the club, they need to get a room, that's just nasty. What do you think about that? Um, I, I guess I'll start off this time. I think it's very fun considering, um, well, actually, we're, we're pretty much harboring the exact same discriminative um, that people harbored about us in the past, you know, like in the 60s when it was almost a sin for people to portray interracials, people that um, were born of mixed parents acting in films and movies. It was ridiculous, and now here we're doing the exact same thing. We're sitting here fighting for the same um, so-called, how did you say, diversity, but at the same time we've come to this point where we say if we blend in, we're losing our identity of who we are. And I think that's what's happening now, especially when you see the angry black women and the angry black men who always talk about, well, I still, play, I still date excuse me, black women or black men. Like, it's some kind of lost disparity, if you will. Like, it's a disaster. Like, there's hardly ever any black men or women dating within their own race. And it's it's just ignorant, in my opinion. It's foolish to sit there and say something like that is nasty when, back in the times, they sat there and looked at black women, and despite taking advantage of them, raping them, having children by them in secret, they blatantly said that they were so lucuous that they deserved to be raped even. They had so-called scientists, if you will, publish all these false um, scientific um, diagnostics on black men and black women. And the fact that we're sort of resorting to that same base ideology really just goes to show how far we've come and how far back that we keep going because we're still stuck to that intrinsic nature within us to stay stuck to what looks familiar to us and stay away from anything that isn't, that xenophobia, if you will. And we really have to break that, especially in America. Sit there? Yeah. What would you say? You say we got to break that in America? What happened? I, I, you still are. You were still yeah. statement. I thought you was finishing it up, or you just stopped. Oh, no, I finished it up. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know what happened, because all of a sudden, just stopped. I was just like, wow. Let's bring uh, this person right here. I know they might have a comment to say. Mr. 760, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Doing good. What are your thoughts about it? Just, uh, you know what, these are my personal opinions. I don't have any scientific data or anything, but I believe that about 10% of interracial marriages or relationships are based on true love, and the other is based on hatred of self, hatred of culture, or just people being selfish, because I see that, most of the men who are in these uh, interracial uh, marriages are either affluent politicians, um, sports figures, you know, um, successful businessmen. For some reason, they always seem to go outside their race and, and go get an Asian woman or a white woman. Anything other than a black woman is almost as if as, uh, if the black woman is not good enough. And on the flip side of that, I feel like a lot of black women – 
date outside their race because they don't feel like their own black men are good enough. Yeah. And that really irritates me. Yeah, that irritates me too. I remember one time I was wanting to talk to this one girl on college campus, and I introduced her to one of my friends, you know, how it is if you have to come up with a group of people. And she was like, I'm more interested in him. And, you know, I'm like, why is that? She only said, hey, it's white. And you like, so you don't date black dudes? No, not really, even though she's black herself. Yep, yep. <laughs> that that opened my whole eyes right there. That happened, what, two, three years ago? I was a shock. And I was trying to explain to her, I said, why, why are you looking at the Why are you not looking at the person now? It doesn't really matter. It's what I want. Or oh, yeah, that's true what you want, but are you being logical about it? You mm-hmm. know. But yeah, man, I believe that uh, you know, races were meant to get along with each other, be able to survive side by side. But we don't necessarily have to mix. I mean, you know, um, although I'm not going to hate a person because they're mixed, I'm just saying that I think it would be better if people just stuck to their own races um, because. We're we're we are different, you know. We're we're different races of people, and it's just not meant to be mixed like that. So, you know, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Cool. Yeah, that's how my parents. Well, I ain't gonna say my parents. Mom, you know, have certain because they were born in the, you know, going through the sixties and stuff like that. But yeah. me, I think I look this. I say, look, go where your heart takes you. Know what I mean, because if if we look at basically skin tone, all this stuff. I think some some of the reasons why some of these guys go out, get some a woman from other race, I think it's looking for support. I ain't saying all black women because my mom's black. You see support, but you, you don't get this many. It's like an attitude or, or something's like, you know, what you got, what you going to bring. Are you going to have this, 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 that, and take? And it's very, very rare to get someone who's not really about that. I ain't saying that they're not out there. It's just, it's, the numbers are going down, you know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as having that instead of comparing to what we to do with some of the girls say, well, my man's got to do this, he got to do that, it's got to, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. It's not really looking at what we can do for each other, mm-hmm. you know. If the guy delivers, what are you going to bring? I remember asking one girl that, what can you bring? My looks. I'm like, that, that ain't going to cut it. But, yeah, because I talked to my cousins too, and they they talked to white girls, and it was like first they were saying they were easier. That's what they were saying, but it was at a younger age. Some guys were like, "Man, I don't have to deal with any arguing," you know. And they ain't saying that they're easy. It was just like you know, you know how to talk to someone. And one one young lady approached me at the bar the other night, and she was talking to me. And what about you know? I do a relationship show, and I talk to all types of people. And one of my friends was with me with my coworkers, and they were like, what do you look for for a relationship? Do you want it to be complex? Because she said she likes challenges. She said, no, she's saying she don't want a challenge for her man. She wants cooperation with her man. The challenge is that she likes to have a challenge in her work job, you know, because she's a professor. She got all these masters. She's getting a Ph.D. All that good stuff right there. And this is a white girl. I mean, she she told us this. And she's like, what I look for, man, is just to be supportive. Just, when I mean supportive, she was saying, it's not the money. Cause I got the money. It's just to be able to, I can come home and be like, you know, it's all right. Everything's going to be good. Things like that. Yeah. It blew all our minds. It was three black dudes, one white girl at the bar. She told us, oh, my mouth dropped. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. My, my homeboy, man, I grew up with, he had one relationship with a black girl when we were younger. That, bad, that relationship was bad, and he never, ever dated a black girl. He married a white woman. He messed around with white women. I mean, he would not touch a sister, man. He just put every sister in one bowl, and that's it. You know, it's crazy. Now, I got friends like that, like in the fraternity that I'm in. I went to the A&T or East Coast in Greensboro, and they created a fraternity called Lambda Chi Alpha. And basically, fraternity was a traditional white fraternity, but it changed over time. But then hit on a black campus, we call traditional white fraternity. It's, it's changed. It's diverse. Some of the guys out there, they do talk to races. I mean, not only white, Asian, Hispanic, all different types. I mean, I can see how that goes, but I can see where the confusion can go to as well. For as a people being like, well, I don't know if I should talk to this person because I'm this or that. If I have one friend that had with me, he said he was used to talking to white girls. He was Asian and black. He said that's all he was used to talking to. That's all he went to school, hung around with. But now he went to this area where we at. He was kind of confused, not scared, but intimidated because he said he saw how some of the sisters out here rough up on you as far as the attitude go. And one of the guys was like, "Don't be scared of that man. That's just how they are." And he pointed that out. And he was like, "I still don't know." <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it's crazy, Mister. Little- what do you think about it? Because you're on UNCG campus. Man, that's what you say. Mr. LeVon, what do you think about it? Since you're on UNCG campus, it's a mixture of all types of people there. Um, well, well, just like I was saying, there's sort of this, like I said, xenophobia, this fear of marrying or being in somebody that's outside of your race. It's almost a taboo in some cases. Um, you can't, Like I said, I'm constantly seeing all these black women wearing these shirts, I still um, date black men, or guys wearing, I still date black women, and every time they see somebody who is of their culture, somebody that's not, and they seem to be in a relationship, they almost do one of the cynical stares at them and say, oh, well, they look cute together. You know, that's that kind of ignorant bullshit. It gets on my damn nerves, really, because we act like we're marrying the person that they're in a relationship with. And I think people just need to look at it from that perspective. It's like, hell, am I going to be the one dealing with that woman? Am I going to be the one doing all these other things? No, that's their relationship. That's for them to have to stay the fuck out of business because we don't want to be, we don't want people to be all up in our business where we want to go. And that's how I see it when it comes to interracial um, situations like this. Another interesting thing, because um, there were some points that y'all covered um, just a second ago, talking about how um, black women that are, you know, really high up don't date, you know, black men. Sometimes they end up marrying people from other cultures, and same for black men. And this is also an interesting um, statistic that obviously shed some light to it. I found out recently that the mortality rate for the black um, population is as so for every 85 black males, there's 100 black women around um, ages 25 to 29. There's um, two black men to every three black women. So obviously there's a shortage. Niggas keep getting killed. 
And then think about it. Most of them trying to fulfill those stereotypes, trying to look like a thug, aren't getting a good education. So black women sometimes feel like they're marrying down, if you will. In other words, they're downgrading to try to be in the same, you know, race. But at the same time, they're like, hell, I want a man that's going to have good money, who's going to be able to take care of himself, take care of the family, be able to do things for me. So they look at the guy that they've all, they might not have really been interested in like that, but they start to see him matching their priorities, and they go for it. And he just happens to be somebody outside their race. I mean, that's just how we have to see it as it is. We don't want to recognize that. It's a sad fact. Um, I don't know if I told y'all this before, but um, I, I learned another statistic about blacks, um, in particular black men, and how about 400,000 of the black men, because there's at least 400 black men put in jail every year. Every year. And 400,000 of the black men that will come out of jail will come out with less than a full grade education and reading level. Wow. Is that the kind of man that you want to be your spouse for the rest of your life? He's not going to have a good job. He's not going to be able to take care of himself. We have some serious issues that we need to get taken care of here. Stop playing the race card every now and then. Say, oh, he's selling out. He's trying to be something he's not, or he's not black enough, or she's not black enough, or he's too white. You know that same ass bullshit. It gets on my nerves, man. It bother me too, man. People say that all the time. Yeah. I mean, we just need to see it the way it is. People are interested in people because they like them somewhat, and at the same time, actually pose some benefit to them in the future. That's why we have interracial relationships. It's not so much as um, a very interesting um, politician said. It's not really, um, when you look at black, permanent friends, but permanent interests. And when we look at the issue of interracial marriage, it's not about um, being in race permanently. It's about being in a situation you have a relationship that matches the same interests that you want for your future, for your children. And that's what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, everyone, if you want to call in, because I know a lot of people cranking up into the chat room, they're chopping it up with me, call in 646-716-7911. Now, let me ask you how old you are. Your name's Robert again, right? Yeah. Yeah, how old are you? I mean, I'm just curious. A lot of folks are I'm 40. I'm 43. So you, you've been around solid, solid changes over time. Been around, man. And, and that's why, I, you know, I kind of agree. I really disagree with the last statement brother said, but I, I kind of agree with him. And that's why I said, you know, about 10% is true love, you know, people that just really care about each other. And the other, I really believe, just from things that I've witnessed, is just people have a problem with their own race, you know. Or, like I said, why is all the NBA stars and NFL stars when they come on MTV and cribs and stuff? They got a white wife, man. What's wrong with the sisters, man? You mean to tell me there's not a sister out there who's, who has enough finances to match yours or who has an education to match yours? No, there's a lot of people, man, who just go outside their race because they feel like their race ain't good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some some dudes told me that, like I said, again, they were scared to talk to sisters because it's so rough. And, and this is what's scary. An older man came up to me that we used to work together, and he was like, man, if he had a chance to marry another black woman, he wouldn't do it. He would just live by himself. I'm like, that. Yeah. I said, why like that? He said, all of them got attitude. I said, it can't be all of them have attitude. You just approached the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. He's like, and the other guy said, no, all of them the same way. They all got the 
came after. I'm like, well, we're not married, man. He's like, well, she wasn't like that when I first met. I said, did you really look at her? Did you look at something else, you know, when you was uh, trying to get up with her? Because I don't see it like that because I got a friend that I chat with, and she doesn't have no attitude. She's coming 100% with cooperation. She's black. Mm. Now, I, that, that breaks the theory right there. We chat. We have a normal reaction. We don't, we're not in a relationship. We move in there, you know, take my time, do my things right. So I don't believe all how people is like, well, I got to go out here and got to do out this. And I know a lot of folks are still like, like y'all going around to answer the question, you know, why do black men go outside of race? And we have to answer those. And, you know, small things to add up to. Now, if you grew up in an area where you was mostly around white people, because I have a friend that was like that, more likely he mm-hmm. would do that because, you know, that's all he knew. Now, mm-hmm. now the guys that do it, I mean, I, I think, like you said, it's, it's love and you got the hate part. Like that one girl, she told she had never talked to a black dude, even though she's black. So that's, that's kind of bizarre, I mean, you know, right there. But, uh, if, you know, going out overseas and stuff, I think a lot of guys really do consider doing that because, like they say, you know, you go overseas, the different cultures way different. And uh, someone wrote in basically saying most of the women don't have financial means. Now, I can I can talk about that part right there. Some of the guys, some of the black guys out here, if they do come on up, they might be around people. Like, let's say you had a high school sweetheart, college sweetheart, before you got put on top of the face. <laughs> this and that. You know, some of these girls out here from me, 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 me. I need this dude to pay my bills, get my hair done, get my nails done, my toes. All this stuff. I want to get right, you know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. And it's back here, so she's coming to get my money. Where you might have a, a lady that might still do this. She could be white, Spanish, whatever. She might not even come off like this. She might be like, I'm, she might come after the money either way, but she might not come off. For off gate, I want this, I want that, me, me, me. Because I talked to a lot of girls that told me that they need to do the pay the bills, they need this and that. Like, what about you? What about you handling your own stuff? You need to have your stuff together before you even be looking for a relationship, in my opinion. And a lot of folks are like, well, I don't know. I still think I can do that and have my cake at the same time. No, no, you can't. You got to work with yourself first, you know. And I think a lot of guys do that now. It's only a handful of guys I could think of, less than a handful, that I know that's famous and they still with a black woman. One person in particular is LeVar Burton. Because you look on the website, he's still married, and his wife is black. I mean, that's the only one I could think of. And, and Senator Barack Obama, so other people out there, Bill Cosby, you got a few there. Yeah. But you can call a whole lot of dudes out here that's talking outside that race, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, people point that out. I know a lot of people are looking at that. I mean, it, I I look at it as love, but then I look at it as like a financial backing. If you call it, like, you like, I know if she going to get me, she ain't going to get me like this. And some guys look at it like that. Like, I know some dudes, when we go out to the club, they i like, hey, let's go hit up this place. Like, I ain't trying to go to this club, a black club. I'm trying to go to the white club. You know, why is that? I mean, I'm sisters. <laughs> Sisters, because I, I, I think I think it's it's the thing. It's like if a dude approaches, because at my age I'm 24, a guy approaches a woman. Usually for me, hey, how you doing? This and that. 
They might smack the lip. Oh, you whack, nigga. You know, you whack. <laughs> you flaky. You know, whatever, you know. God's going to be like, what did I do wrong? I, I basically walked up to her and said, hey, how you doing? Are you all right? And he was like, I don't get this. I'm going to go try this on someone else. And, you know, a uh, Spanish girl, Asian girl, whatever, another race, they might, they can still do that, or more likely they can be like, hey, how are you doing? Acknowledge you, going with dancing, whatever they're doing. And I think a lot of guys, like I, I told on the show before, they're tired of rejection. Some guys are afraid of rejection because they know if you're dealing with a sister, you got to come correct, they're saying. You're supposed to have all this stuff together with most of these sisters. That some sisters, they're not going to come harsh like they want Again, I told you, sister I was talking to, I'm still talking to, she doesn't come with all these problems like this. She talks to me, have a normal conversation. It's kind of scary. It's like the damn Twilight Zone because <laughs> it's rare. Man. I mean, <laughs> I'll be thinking I'm going to see the dude from the Twilight Zone behind me talking. So um, what, is, what are y'all thoughts? I mean, what are your thoughts, Mr. 760? Man, that's crazy. Uh, you know what? There is some validity there, though, man. There, There is some black women who have a real bad attitude towards their brothers uh, and how they interact with their brothers. Um, yes, and that could turn some brothers off, man, and, and force them to go to the other side. There is this misconception that white women are easier to get along with and they'll just roll over them play dead. They do whatever you tell them to do. That's a misconception because I know a few people that are in interracial and that white woman is running that house. She's running everything. She's running him. Um, <laughs> so that's not true. And then I know some, some, some black girls that have gotten into some marriages where uh, the white dude just talked down to him. He did everything that she thought the brother was going to do to her. And, and also the effects of it, you guys got to think about that, man, the effects. Because what happened is when you start having children, a lot of times these children are alienated from their other siblings. You know, a, a black Kente brother like me, <laughs> uh, I have been separated from a lot of my mixed relatives growing up. We know each other, but barely. I mean barely, because all my uncles married Asian women for some reason. And big kids away, they didn't bring them around too often. They just kept them over there like they were so precious, so much better than us. Or we were going to get them dark some kind of, you know, somehow. And that happens a lot of times when people get in these interracial relationships. They feel like their kids are more precious because their skin is lighter and their hair is more curlier and, and, and those things, man. So what's up, man? Yeah. But that's why I say all we want is peace and quiet. Because yes. <laughs> the dude was too. That's all we want. Peace and quiet, ladies. Ladies, you must understand. If any sisters out here listening to this because I know a lot of people listening, they shot. I welcome y'all to call in, voice your opinion. I really do. The number is six four six seven one six seven nine one one. But I'm gonna tell you what the man told me, and the other guy told me. He's like he does not want to listen to the uh, yelling, fussing. Because you gotta picture this. Wake up in the morning. You gotta fight this traffic to get to work. You gotta listen to what your boss has to say. He's stressing you, or he might just be getting on your nerves. Either way, still stress. Then you hungry. You gotta eat. You can only get something a dollar mean because everything's gone up. And then you go back to work. 
finally go home, got to go through the 5, uh, five o'clock traffic, whatever, come home, you think you're going to get some peace and quiet. Why do you take the trash out? Oh, you're going to be like, man, I didn't come home yeah. to this. That'll make, that's what makes the dude want to go drink or do something, you know? Yeah. No no man is going to have that. No man. I ain't talking to some black man. No man. Trust me on this. Trust me. If my mom be yelling and stuff, my dad go in the room and slam the door. <laughs> that's the only way to make us be quiet. I mean, I know a couple is going for us. That's gonna happen. I'm not. That that happens to us. No matter what color you are, but you just come home and fuck. Dude forgot to take the garbage out, and he's gonna get it. And he comes home, or he watching the football game, or things like that. You gotta let a man have peace and quiet. And before you even tell him about all your problems, let the man sit in the house for a good hour or two before you start telling about all your problems. He's gotta cool down. And I'm saying we we gotta cool down before you load us with your problems. Cause I understand we're men supposed to come with solutions. You know what I'm saying? If we got a problem, we're gonna try to figure that out, okay? But with all you know, fussing and stuff, that make a man smoke crack probably. You know? <laughs> but I mean, I I, I just don't understand. Let's let's go to another perspective. I know one of my co-hosts here, Mister Nine One Zero here. He has a twist in an interracial relationship. And he said, well, this was racism from the area where he comes from. Can you go ahead and explain that, if you could, Mr. 910? Sure. Yes, one of my cousins, he um, dated a lot out of his race, I guess, most white, he's been black, he's been Indian girls. But once he been with it was, um, you know, he dated a Native American girl. And those were one of the people I thought, you know, they were going to be racist towards, you know, Black people, to me, some some of them like they white, but he dated a girl. She was Native American, nice girl, smart girl, she was cute. But it was, she had a family that was racist, man. They ain't like black people. And you know, I was at home one day. Me and my sister and his my cousin mother kind of mad. They were talking about it because they happened to um, his girlfriend's father had passed, you know got murdered, and they you know they was at the, um, the funeral home, and they said how all the people was in there. My sister and my cousin and mother was the only two black people that were in there. They said, everybody, you know, since there's something wrong, right, they want to talk to them. Nobody want to talk to them. And they got kind of upset. And they called my cousin over there. And she's like, why do people want to talk to us? And make it seem even worse. His girlfriend, when he talked to my family, you know, they said, hold up, this ain't right, man. You know, all the people in there, was Indian people, white people in there, they want to talk to my my, own, my family. I said, hold up. And, you know, that's, that's racist right there, man. And they even said that. Her father was racist. She ain't named like black people. I said, that's kind of messed up. And they got me kind of scared in a way. You know, I said, a lot of, you know, besides black women, you know, black women are beautiful too. But people outside of race, you know, beautiful, I get kind of nervous about talking to them. Because I think about what happened to my cousin, you know, he had to do a lot of racism stuff, man. And I'm like, man. And they just, you know, they keep me, you know, curious. Most of the time I stay in my own race at times, but. Mhm. I look at it like this. I look about oh, Mike and Rob. I ain't saying I never talked to a sister or I never talked to this and that. I'm just saying that I'm the open to listen to what a person has to say. That person, what you might be looking for might be 
another shade darker or another shade lighter than you, basically. Because okay. then, with that, you got some people, in, even in the old black community, they might not talk to dark-skinned people or light-skinned people because of stupid stuff like the paper bag test. It's stupid to me. Like, it, it, it was it a dark-skinned person that told you this? Well, dark-skinned people are, are mean. Where are you getting this from? <laughs> I see some sisters only like they light skinned men or dark skinned men. They say, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm stupid, man. Yeah, it's stupid, but that's what they taught back then. I mean, they literally enforced this. They had, like I said, they had all these mountains of all these so called scientific journals where they literally reinforced the stereotypes. When I was reading, was just one of these racist scientists, and they were comparing uh, black the skulls of black men to the skulls of white men, and they were talking about how black men. Um, were very intelligent when they were children, but because of like these things called suitors in their skulls, they closed in on their brain and made them really dumb, lazy, and not want to work. They literally had these so-called disorders for slaves back then. They believed that slaves that ran away had a disorder that caused this problem. They believed that slaves that resisted getting whipped had a disorder. They literally have all these things that have been entrenched through generation, continued and continued. That's why so hard for even black people to look at our own people in a favorable manner because we're so used to being subjected to these things and at the same time we're exposed to negative media. We're constantly reliving all these violent and unfortunately, how could I I say it, messed up bullshit. I mean, it's just fucked up how America is right now. It really is. And because we're constantly exposed to that stuff, it's literally hardwired into our brains right as soon as you see a black man. Think of Tukey Williams or think of some other crazy um, so-called black man that did a lot of damage or killed people, murdered people. I recently heard about a um, case story where a young black man, he probably did it for a gang too, he literally beheaded a 14-year-old white girl just to get initiated. When When they're playing that kind of stuff over and over and over again, focusing on the violence and nothing else, nothing if nothing that's positive, nothing that helps improve the the black man or the black woman, you're not going to have any other choice. You run out of choices. This is all that you ever see. So where is the truth going to be in this case? Um, Just to interject on some other things, I mean, that's just the problem. We are, uh, I guess we're facing a crisis in identity and respect to race because in America they keep saying diversity is great, diversity is good, but at the same time, they sort of look down upon you if you go outside of your culture. It's almost, like I said, they try to make it seem like a sin if you're interested in somebody who isn't of the same race as you. They say, oh, you're selling out. You don't like who you are. You don't like the people that raised you or took care of you. And in some cases that may be true, but it's not always true. In the end, it just depends on the person themselves. It's all subjective. We can't sit here and make all these postulates and theories on why people are interracial or why they have all these issues. All we can do is look at the facts and say, based on what's been happening, this seems to be the case. And on this issue, it seems that people are really just looking at all these negative things to reconcile issues of race because we have, like I said, the issue where if you don't really speak for your race, if you don't like to hold that loyalty, they will think you race. It seems like you're betraying them. So in this instance, I think that what a lot of interracial couples are trying to do is sort of bridge the gap between a lot of this conflict and a lot of this ignorance. 
And I think that's what's most important right now. We need to see that instead of seeing, oh, he's not dating her because she's got problems, he doesn't like black women, or he doesn't like black men or white, whatever you want to call it. We just really need to look at it from that, too, and just start building, you know, some solutions to the issues. It becomes almost nattersome and kind of like an infinite regression, if you will. In other words, an argument that doesn't go anywhere if you complain and always whine about why we have problems and say, let's look at it and how, let's see here, what can we do to change this issue? We don't see people doing that, them blowing it all up, just like the whole thing with Obama and Hillary and all this other bull. They just blow it up. They never say, let's try to take it from this perspective and see if it works this way. And that's the problem with race. It's either a do or die um, solution. And when we ever have that kind of solution, we don't have anything. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's some deep stuff. <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I feel like, man, the problem is it, it all boils down to this. We're black people. I don't know about what color you guys are, but I, I'm a black guy. I'm, I'm here right, in America, man. man, and I'm in a country that enslaved our people. Yeah. Uh, we had segregation. We had discrimination. We had all these things that were done to us primarily by the white race, which is why you find so much opposition from the black race when you see a black person walking hand-in-hand with a white person. And yeah. I, I really believe that's the, the the primary ingredient to opposition of interracial relationships. I, I agree with you there. I, I so agree because I'm a person of mixed race, too. I'm black. I'm also Puerto Rican. I'm part French. I've got a lot in me, and I've dealt with a lot of racism, too. I remember my first year I'm um, staying on campus. I ironically got a roommate who called me a stick nigger out of all things. Motherfucker was glad I didn't kill his ass, man, because when I look at that issue, too, it's a lot of anger, and when we look at race, people try to pretend that these problems don't exist. They try to say, oh, well, that's just yesterday's news. It never really happened, and they forget that these things are like scars for our culture right now, just like you think of Jews and you think of the Holocaust. That's a scar on them, and to ignore that those things happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. The whole approach to this interracial issue is the fact that we try to pretend these things don't really exist anymore. They still do. We still look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm a black person. I've been through this. I've been through that. My people have suffered this. And the same is true for Indians or anybody else. We have to look at our identity and see that we have to start reconciling ourselves as a whole if we really want to see any you know, benefits through interracial marriage. Because mm-hmm. like you said, if you're thinking about uh, marrying a white woman, you're like, hell, these are the same people that had the Ku Klux Klan that were murdering and lynching all my people, and they were going to these public functions like it was some sort of party, and they sit there and watch my people get lynched. I remember I had a great uncle um, on my mother's side who got lynched too, so I know the pain, I know the anger. And yeah. when I see people sit there and say things like race don't exist, it just infuriates me, man. It infuriates me. Race exists. We just always learn how to make it something that we can deal with cohesively and peacefully. Yeah. Yeah, we got another caller coming in. Mr. 910 brought in a special guest as well, too. I'm going to put Mr. 910 on, and then I'm going to put his guest on. Mr. 910, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I'm bringing your guest. Uh, hey, another 910. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? All right, I'm all right. Everyone's all right here. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about it, basically? 
Um, well, to be perfectly honest, my thoughts on the interracial dating issue goes both ways. Um, on some point, I'm for it. Um, if it works for both parties involved, but for the most part, to be honest, as an African-American woman, um, more so, I guess, against it. My reasons being because even though we are, um, even though we've made a lot of progress um, since, you know, since the late 1960s, 70s, and so on and so forth, there is still a lot of racism um, that exists. And I'm um, living here in the South. We live it, we see it, and experience it every day, no matter what the rest of the world has to say. And um, it just seems like no matter how much education we as African Americans have, no matter, I guess, what social class we belong to or how much we try to prove ourselves, sometimes, um, I guess, the white race or any other ethnic group still don't um, see us as being good enough. And so just experience what I've experienced in my young life, I, I tell you, I would pretty much stick with my own. Um, and I think as Mr. 910 was saying earlier, um, in my family um, there are several members who have dated outside of their race. And we're just not talking about your everyday average Joes. We're talking about those who are educated, who are doing well for themselves, and um, they've, I guess, dated outside of their race, and their families um, did not see them as being good enough for their daughter. And so, you know, even though he treated her well and treated her better than people in her own race, um, the family had issues. And um, it was where our family, which for the most part I think most black people are very accepting people, um, she could come around our family. Everything was lovely, and, you know, we treated her. Race isn't ever an issue. But although he dated her for almost three years, whenever he would be around her family, it was off limits. He could not be around her family, could not eat at the same table, and they actually kept the relationship um, hidden for probably the first two out of the three years. And the parents are just like, okay, we know you're dating. We don't want to see it. We're okay. He's a good guy, but don't bring it where we can see it and for where the rest of the world can see it. And so just that particular isolated incident and what goes on every day, um, I would say it's probably best to stick with your own. Mm. Yeah, in that way, yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Robert was saying, in a way, you know, it's best to stick with your own. I mean, I look at life and you got to go where you get fitted in, but... I don't let no one just take, tell me, like, basically, you got to go date this person on because it's a, it's a whole big world. You don't even got to date anyone. Hey, you can go travel around the world. You got it like that, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, and like I said, I'm by far not, um, I guess, prejudiced against other ethnic groups or whatsoever. It's just, and, you know, I have, you know, even throughout college and in my everyday life, I have friends who are outside of my race. We get along well. But, you know, sometimes you still see those certain hidden, I guess, those hidden things from their family members that sometimes lets you know, hey, you're not good enough. Either we like you as a friend, but when it comes to, you know, someone that's black dating my son or my daughter, you know, we'll pass. We don't want it. And, you know, if you find somebody that's outside of your race, because I'm, you know, de I'm definitely not saying, just, you know, just completely stick to your own, but, you know, it's very hard to find someone that's outside of your race that's going to love you, accept you, understand you, and that at the same time their family accepts 
accepts you and understands you as well and treats you like you're human. I know as far as me, if you can't get along with my family or if my family doesn't accept you, then, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm not going to accept you. And, you know, it's kind of unfair to the individual involved who maybe come from a good family who accepts that individual for who they are and doesn't look at the color of their skin. But then, you know, when I'm around your family and just because we don't, you know, have the same skin tone or hair or whatever, you know, I'm not a part of the family. And so, you know, just make sure you find somebody who is truly accepting and they come from a good family no matter what color they are and everyone loves and accepts you for the person you are and not for the color of your skin. That's true right there. That's true. I thank you for saying that. <laughs> Not a problem at all, Mr. Brooks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. LeVon, I know you got a lot to say. I had to put you on hold for a because of the echo. What do you got to say about that, Mr. LeVon? Let me see if I can bring you back in. you on right now. Oh, no. I mean, I definitely agree when it comes to that, honestly. It all depends on how, how you live. Whatever fits you the best, then you go for it. Um, but at the same time, you know, like we were saying before, don't let other people lead you on. And I think that's a lot of the reasons we have so many issues when it comes to interracial relationships is because we're so used to um, our families and people within our own cultures deciding how our lives are going to be. That's why we have a lot of identity crises right now because we have some people who've grown up in very low-income, poor areas, and now they have a chance to move out and actually do something about themselves, and then their family looks at them like they're stabbing them in the back, almost. And I think it's the same when it comes to race. Sure, if don't go to hell if you don't have to. I mean, definitely not. It, it's all, it all depends on what you want. Just don't let other people, like I said, run, run a train on your ass, you know what I mean? Seriously, because that's how it is with relationships. Um, family is very important, and one of the most interesting things, because despite what uh, people say or do, when it comes to family, a lot of times children are definitely going to look to what their parents have taught them and how their parents view themselves when they consider somebody for a relationship. So family is definitely important, but at the same time, we have to realize something, too. Our mom is not marrying <laughs> our wife or um, our husband. We have to look at it at that instance, too. Always hold it with that respect. Respect your parents, always. But don't let certain things, especially when it comes to ethic, ethical issues or moral issues like this, don't let those things be the deciding factor. Just make sure that you choose what you know is right rather than what other people want to be right for you. That's how I feel about it. I definitely agree in all cases. Sometimes you have to stay within race. You have to because it's, it's like hell trying to find somebody outside of it is going to do good for um, yeah. an old relative because I have like hundreds um, down in Georgia, matter of fact. And she chose, she, because, because she was lighter skinned than the others, they automatically looked down, up, down upon her. And then when she finally got into a relationship with somebody outside of the race, they ostracized her to the point where she literally just gave up her identity. Because she's light, lighter skinned, she's albino. She has even has blonde hair. She sat there, um, got blue eye contact. She moved away from the area. She passes off as white. Now, nobody's ever heard from her again. And that's the issue, too. Um, when we look at race, it can literally destroy a family because when we look at race, it, it sort of identifies and um, creates this sort of identity for each community, each culture. When you look at a black woman and a black man, you say in a relationship the black man is this, 
or the black woman is that she's always she's always the backbone of the husband. She's always making sure these things are being being taken care of. And when you look at the black man, you're thinking, hey, the black man is supposed to be the strong one. He's always going to make sure he gets that income in. He's going to discipline them children and take care. And the same thing when you look at a white man and a white woman in the family, you look at it from each different aspect of the race. And when you see it that way and you go outside, there's automatically going to be that taboo because we really don't have that conception of what people outside of our races are supposed to do in a relationship. We don't sit there and think, well, hey, what does the white woman do in a relationship with the black man? We think, what, what is the white woman doing that the black woman doesn't do in a relationship? That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, a lot of people are going crazy in the chat room. They, I asked people this. This question just sparked the whole plans. I said, would you consider dating someone outside of your race? Yes or no? And one person said, yeah. And the person said, hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you know. So people was like, one guy made a good point. D-Money, which has been helping me out in California, he's basically saying, you know, he said he would do it because you have to experience every or most type of women before you make your final decision as far as marriage, he's saying. Mm. logical point right there. You want to get a perspective of everything before you make a final decision. That's what a buyer would do if you bought a car. You're not just going to buy a car that's your first seat. You're going to test it out, exactly. some other cars, look at some deals, whatever. And a lot of people are saying it's, it's true, you know, the date. You know, don't look with your eyes, look with your heart, because the color doesn't matter to me. He say, say, it's all pink in the inside. I guess, you know, dude saying that. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, ma agree. magical Donnie, Donnie uh, Jazz. <laughs> but, um, one person made a point, which I don't know. I have to disagree because I see it every day because I do have uncles, cousins. People hang out with them. I'm saying they say every time a white woman has a black man, the black man is the cream of the crop. Hollywood, NFL, NBA money, which is not always like that because I saw all types of stuff in the South. I mean, don't you see that on your campus? I know. I see it all the time. It's not always like that. Um, a lot of times when they look at the black man, with, like I said, with the white woman, they aren't thinking he's a um, cream of the crop. They, they're thinking he's a piece of shit. They're thinking that he's, like I said, a traitor, somebody that's selling out, trying to be somebody he isn't, trying to be hard, or trying to act like he's balling even though he's still living with his parents. Like I said, they don't look at it like that. It's all subjective here. Um, and I, that's another problem that I that I see when we look at relationships, especially when it comes to race. We objectify all these expectations for um, people when it comes to relationships instead of realizing that everything fits the person who um, fits those conditions. I'm hell. A super rich person, like say a super rich, um, super rich white woman, um, dates a black man and decides to marry him. Is it going to be dating them, you know, for the money or all that other bullshit? Of course, um, people will probably that she's going for the stereotype, and y'all know what that is about black men. So I won't go there. But hell, I mean, it's all subjective. You can't really look at it in that perspective anymore. But people still do, and that's problem we say this is the way everything should be instead of saying this is how it's been for some people and it works and sometimes it doesn't work for people and that's my point point of view on it if you believe if you, uh, we always have the sense of loyalty when it comes to race um, that's also proven in statistics that um, people 
who are definitely have a very strong ethnicity are definitely, um, for instance, um, African um, Native Africans, you know, who moved over here are 4.9 times more likely than regular African American men to marry with a race than African men are that have been born here. So we really have to see when it, um, your strength of ethnicity. If you really have that strong bond with the identity, you're definitely going to hold to it. There's always that sense of loyalty. It's always like getting that package deal that's always worked for you before, and you want to keep going for it over and over again rather than try something new and risk being let down. And I think that's how it's being waged um, when it comes to interrelational situations, especially on campus, because you can see some of everything up there. People from Lithuania, Croatia, all over there, Germany, Russia. Cute white Russian girl I met the other day. She's really nice, too. Crazy as hell, but she's nice. There's so many different opportunities. And when you see it that way, there's always the sort of hesitation for us, like I said, to rely on what's most familiar to us, what we know, or what we've always been taught and raised around that always seems to work. And that's how it is here. Yeah. It's true, it's true. Now, a lot of people out here now, I'm looking in the chat group, and now they're trying to change the issue now, another topic. Black Achievement USA, they say that their point is basically this. High-profile whites do not date everyday black men or women. And some people say, yes, they do. You just don't see it in public. What do y'all say about that? I mean, like I said, it's all subjective. Um, we're pretty much making an argument from nothing, really, because we don't have any like like concrete evidence that that's why they do it. We don't know them personally. All we do is watch the news or read the damn tabloids or see, you know, entertainment television or shit like. That. We don't really know, so all we can do is be like those outside of the circle, constantly saying, "Well, maybe he's doing it because of this." instead of actually really knowing a person's name, their whole relationship, what they've been through in their life. So you can't really say about it until you've actually known a person because you know one person that has done it for that reason doesn't mean all of them are doing it for the same. Like I said, it's just stupid to think that just because somebody else does it, everybody else must be doing it too. Okay. And it's the same for interrelational relationships. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, now, let me ask Mr. Robert. Now, when you was growing up, was it was it open or was it closed when people were dating outside their race? It was closed. Very, very confidential. It wasn't something people just took out in in the public, man. I mean that was that was a no no. It's nothing like today where people are just out there. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, because I see it. They be kissing and everything. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, free love. <laughs> One girl I was at the club, and she was a drunk and nasty-looking and stuff, and dude was with his girl. I mean, he was the average dude. She was the average woman, she, but she happened to be white at a club. And they were minding business, and he kissed her, and he held her hand. I said, you know, I see people do that. I said, that's sweet, you know. That's my thought. I said, that's sweet to do. She's, you know, and all of a sudden, I wasn't paying attention. And said, she pointed out, I said, that's, that's some nasty stuff. What are you talking about? What's nasty? Was you drunk something? <laughs> and she was like, uh, no, look, behind you, he kissing that mic here. That's just nasty. They need to get out of here. I said, it's a public facility. I mean, it's a club, for God's sake. I don't like that. What you think? I said, I really don't care. I mean, if he's happy, he's happy. More power. I don't want the dude to be miserable. 
You know, that's why you got crazy people out here shooting one another. Yeah. Yeah. Get what they want. So you want this dude to go around shooting around? You know, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and the, the thing to me is when growing up in a small town called Bethesda City, we saw it. We saw it all the time. It was like it was like the the club thing to do. Like some people did it because it was something to get attention. But now, it's just, to me, I think it's more than attention. I think it's really the true attention of uh, doing a thing, you know, checking out what this person is really about, being about having something besides sex or attributes as far as cars, rims, stuff like this, really looking at is this person going to be here for you for the rest of their life, you know, because that's, that's what – guys want to go for. Some like said that's crazy. I don't believe that. But eventually we do want that in time, you know, but we don't want it with no jerk, you know? Yeah. So what what are your thoughts about that? Are you talking man. to me? Uh, either one of y'all. Work oh, you out. go ahead, man. You go ahead. You first. Uh, you know what, you guys, man? Mm. I'm, I'm going to do this in a nutshell. We just haven't came far enough yet um, in this country to have interracial relationships because think about it. How long has New York been around, man? For a long time. <laughs> we, we've we never had a black governor of New York. And now we do because the current governor got caught up in that prostitution scandal and he had to resign. So the black dude took office. But if it wasn't for that, we'd still be dealing with the fact that there's no black man good enough to be a governor of New York and in this time and age, man. So I'm just saying we haven't came far enough as a country yet um, to have interracial relationships. I mean, people don't want this man Obama to be the president. He's well-educated. He, he's yeah. qualified, regardless of his race, and people don't want him in the White House just because he's mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of that movie with Sidney Poitier had, Guess He's Coming Home to, uh, for Dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's an old movie, and the, and the father was shocked, like, yeah, Mom, I met I met this doctor who had been taking for a while, and they didn't know until he came home that he was black, even though he was a doctor. They put the whole thing in front. So I'm figuring, are they going to do Obama like that, which they probably are because they trying to bring them. We just did a news article about that. But I hope he can hold strong. I hope somehow people eventually going to see over it. I mean, because it's really getting crazy. It's really getting crazy. I mean, he's he married to a black woman. And so me and my mom at one time, she's like, why he date something like that? Why, why, what are you talking about? Like his wife, she thought, you know, she'll look better for him if he has someone else. So I said, it's not about that. And I think a lot of people are judgmental. Like I say, like you say as well, too, about who they're going to be with. He just got cut off, but... Call back in if you dare, but a lot of people are becoming judgmental about yeah. who you will, and it's really not what they're wanting. It's about what you want. But you're dealing with people out here that want to just control your life. People love to control someone else one way or another. It's where you can have a manager, an abusive boyfriend, a crazy girlfriend, all these things like that. When you let people come involved saying you shouldn't date this person because they look a certain way, you need to tell them to kiss your ass and fuck off. You know, that's 
that's my attitude about that. Now, again, if y'all want to call in, the number is 646-716-7911. I know a lot of people in here, they're talking, they're chopping it up, they're talking about the, the things that were going on. I mean, um, call in. What's your thoughts? Give a shout-out, you know. They ain't going to mess up the flow because we only got 14 minutes. Now, I want to bring Mr. 910 back in here. Now, dang, a lot of people are here. Mr. 910, what do you think? What do you think about all this? Man, what I see it, man, I know everybody got different views. You know you know how America is, all the racism. What I see it, we all the same thing, man. I don't see why it would be a problem with people want to stay in their own race, you know. But I guess, like you say, some people think they're better than one another or this race is too low, or, you know, everybody got their own stereotypes, you know. But me, you, me, man, I, I bet out my race, man. Cause I like, to me, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. I see people, you know, liking for one another for what's in their heart, but not what's, not the skin, of, you know, the color of their skin, you know. This is confusing me. It gets me ahead at sometimes, but that's why I don't try to get involved, man. <laughs> to me, I think people really need to understand and sit back and realize, take a step out the picture. Why are you hating on this person's color for? What's the reason? Yeah. What's the logical reason? If you can make a logical assumption to it, which you really can't, because if it's like, well, if he's a bum, uh, a white person can be a bum, an Asian person can be a bum, it don't matter. Yeah, I know. And when it comes down to skin, I think that's ignorance to me. Yeah, but think about how, how skin color is portrayed. Like I said, I said before, it's all about what we're exposed to. When you think about a bum, how many times do you think of a crackhead and think of a black man being a crackhead because you see all these, um, hear all these songs talking about black men selling crack to black men or black people or whatever, or see it on the news talking about another crackhead and they're showing it on, let's hear, what's that? What's that show, um, the, you know, the police show? And they sit there and they show them catching all those crackheads, most of them who happen to be black people. It's all about what you're exposed to. And when we really look at a lot of the things that we're exposed to have an image on them. They have a race on them. Think of a gold digger. Do we think of, I'm not trying to take this out of context too, but um, is a black man going to think of a white woman as being a gold digger before he's going to think of a um a, uh, a black woman is being a gold digger, or a Hispanic woman. It all depends on what you're exposed to. And in this case, we're exposed to a lot of racial stereotypes that pretty much engender are, like you said, illogical beliefs. And then, there were, uh, like I said before, um, once when we were talking in private about a lot of religious beliefs and about the whole Ham's curse thing and how whites used to think that because Ham, who they thought was the father, uh, who, who, it says in the Bible that he was the father of Canaan, and because they believed that all black people, or most black people came from Canaan, that all blacks deserved to be slaves because Ham was made a slave by Abraham. I mean, by oh, excuse me, I'm getting this shit right. Uh, and that's the same here. When we look at that stuff over and over again, it's that image. What do you see when you see a black person? What do you see when you see a white or an Hispanic person? That is referenced in your mind for the rest of your life. If you've had a lot of bad experiences with people of different races, naturally, when you think of the perfect person for you, you're going to think of someone who's in the same race that you are. 
And that's how it is here when we see all this racism because I've been through it too. I get sick of white people or, or, or even black people asking me if my ass speaks enough good English. And then when I say a lot of words that they can't even understand, I, make, I love making them feel stupid like that. It's that whole image right as soon as they look at you, right as soon as they look at race. They're like, no, he's not good enough. Or no, they're trash, they're evil, they're sinful. Or if you look at it from the crazy black person's side, white people are the um, Satan incarnate. They're the satanic race, you know. That's what these people, I'm telling the truth, though. You know how it is. You know how it is with racism. It comes on all sides and all fronts. And in relationships, you have that kind of situation going. Mixing seems like the worst thing to do. It's like mixing some kind of chemical together in chemistry class that you're not supposed to be touching. And it causes this huge gas that makes everybody leave because they'll die if they inhale that shit. That's just how it is with mixing. They, they're like, yeah, everything's fine, just like it was back in Jim Crow. Sure, stay within the same race, but look how it really was economically. Back then, yeah, they had these nice, expensive, upkept um, white neighborhoods, but in the black ones, they were horrible, poor, tons of shit. I mean, weren't even being taken care of properly. Even in the Vietnam War, the white people, they had the um, white soldiers had these great looking tents, had air conditioners, had great food cooked for them. The blacks, hell no, they were hot, they were burning, they were angry as hell. I remember reading an interesting documentary on one of the people who were over there in Vietnam, and he was talking about that and how they literally took one white people's um, air conditioners from them so they could be cool too over there in that area. When we look at it, sure, you stay in the race. But does that really guarantee you the benefits that we love to believe are going to happen? Because it's always a chance you're going to re- meet that really nasty black woman on your race who's really just going to drop you insane for the rest of your life. She's going to get you with who knows how many kids because she's going to be smart enough to do that shit. She's going to be milking tons of money for you. And this could happen in any race. That's the problem when we look at it. We sit there and we attribute these faults to a specific race. We say Indian people, they love to do this. White people, they love to do that. Black people love to do this. But if you look at it logically, everybody has done something. Greed, greed is not a um, color-specific word. Neither is anger. Neither, neither is abuse. Neither is jealousy. Neither is all these other issues that we have in relationships. That's not limited to a race. Of course, there's a lot of problems with race, and we need to acknowledge those things. But making it seem as though those are only things a race represents is what causes a lot of issues we have in interracial relationships. Yeah, uh, one of the guys, which is a military guy, he was saying that wasn't house by race, and I believe he's right about that because with Harry Truman, after uh, World War II, he put in the thing. There were certain things that were going on, like he was saying, but prior to that, yeah, uh, he did integrate both the races of course, I mean, eventually, sure, but there were still some segregations back over there. There were still segregations going on. That's my point. Well, the first, well, yeah, I understand certain things were going on, but like as far as integrating the Army, it happened with uh, the Korean War and so forth. But, I mean, yes, you did have certain privileges, you know, things going on. But as we digress, let's go back onto the interracial part of why black men are dating outside their race. Cause a lot of people are getting hot. I don't know if you see what I'm seeing, or people are busted in here. And <laughs> understand something, man. We're, we're just here trying to have a logical discussion here. And a lot of people 
are just stressing over it. I didn't know it was going to be race issues. I, I need to start talking about more of this so people can vent out and be honest with one another. But to me, honestly, I think people that date outside of race, nothing's wrong with them. But, you know, now if you're going out there saying I date this dude because of this color, then something's wrong there because you're doing something in spite. I think you need to start making efforts to get with a person that's going to love you for who, going to love you for basically for what you have to offer as far as a personality and a good heart. And some people say that's that's whack, but to me, a good heart can mean that you care about that person. I ain't saying that you kiss their butt. And dating outside of race, you shouldn't have to be worrying about basically what people say because at the end of the night, when you are sitting in the bed, are you sleeping with that person who was talking junk or are you going to be sleeping with the person that loves you? That's what really counts right there because a lot of people worry about what others say, even if you're just dating a regular person uh, basically the same race because people are going to be critics. I'm going to let you know that you're going to have good critics, you're going to have bad critics, no matter what you do, okay? And people, you have to realize another thing. The world is going to be here for a long time, okay, unless thing blows up or whatever, not anytime soon that I that I know of. So we might we'll go ahead and get along with one another because we're gonna see each other's faces for a minute, okay? And we need to learn how to coexist and not try to get mad at people because of of them making that choice. Especially sisters, do not make that make that that fight or argument. Basically saying, cause you know, black men ain't, ain't no black men around when they get taken up this and that. You have to realize what are you doing? Cause everyone has to realize what are they doing? Why do you think they're getting taken up for? What are the reasons? I mean, God's going where they need it. Okay, I was telling Mister Nine One Zero that in, in the car today. I'm gonna go where I'm needed. I don't care if they are purple or orange or whatever. I'm going where I'm needed. You know, if if you gonna care for me. As far as a human being is concerned, I'm 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 cool with that. You know, everyone's gonna have their preferences and stuff and have standards, but you shouldn't go around and just pick people because skin color. You know, it's not about that. That's that's a minute thing right there. Just think logical. You looking for someone that's gonna really take care of you, as far as love you. Be understanding, just like my friend Deborah was saying at the bar. She was basically pointing out what she wanted, and she didn't mention anything about race. She was very laid back. It, it really goes down to basically having that. And don't listen. I understand we're living in times. We still got the older cats living here that um, that went through the civil rights era stuff, and they still hold that in their heart, most of them. You heard the reverend talking like that. But I hope over time, maybe another 20 to 50 years, this will be so minute. I, I hope. That's what my hope is because a lot of folks are just taking it out of content because it really doesn't go like that. Now, we got three minutes. I know I used up my time tonight, and I want to uh, give shout-outs to Mr. 910, special guest that he filled in, Miss T. I know who that is, and uh, also, I want to give shout-outs to Mr. Robert for coming in and bringing down the game. 43-year-old, I believe he said he was 43. 
Yeah, he saw things. I, I think everyone come out here, you know. Is yeah. Final thoughts that you want to say, Mr. LaVon? Uh, pretty much just covered it. Like I said, um, well, you just do you, whatever you feel, whatever suits you. Um, but at the same time, like I said, don't when you look at somebody of another of somebody else who's choosing to um, be in an interrelational relationship, you're not marrying them, you're not dating a person, you're not having sex with that person, you're not in their business. So that's how it should really be. It should stay um, private. And the fact that we make relationships so public now is one of the reasons we also have a lot of problems because we're always worried about what our friends are going to say about us being in this or what our church members or what our parents and your parents are important, like I said, too. Of course, we get a lot of um, our beliefs and a lot of the ways we think come from our parents and how we're raised. But at the same time, there comes that moment when we really have to accept our own responsibility because we're human beings, too. We have to make our own choices. And there's going to be choices that they're not going to be able to make for us. We have the responsibility when it comes to relationships. When we're of the right age and of the right understanding to make our own relationship choices, too. Don't blame um, a race, no problem, because you're going to find that problem regardless of whether you go outside of it or inside of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. We had a racist on a show that's coming in fat to fit. Don't, everyone, don't worry about him, man. Don't, don't even worry about that dude. He don't phase me. He don't phase anyone. People like that, like I said, when you use logic, it doesn't even work, okay? This dude's doing yeah. that. So don't be stressed about it. Let's go on and continue on Mr. 910. Mr. 910, is there anything else you have to say? Yeah, basically, man, like, it don't matter what you, what you, if you do something good or you do something bad, people are always have something to say, man. This is how I feel, man. Explore your options. You know whether it's in your own race or out, man. You never know. You can be telling a beautiful thing, man. You know, explore your options. Talk to many people. It don't matter if they... Chinese, black, white, Asian, it don't matter, man. We all human beings, you know. You know, we all made from the, you know, God made all made us from the dust. You know, we all human beings. And, you know, don't worry what people say because you can be like that. What people say, man, you might as well just stay in the house or never come out. Because now what you do, people all have something to say, man. And, you know, that's why I said display your option, man. Love one another, you know. Okay. Now, now, folks, now, I would like to thank you again. I thank for people giving me the, the kudos for basically congratulating me on the show. I could do it my fellows, Mr. 910 and Mr. LeBon, who can bring hot issues. Now, you can continue to listen to us, subscribe to us, and get our shows. You can also contact us through Nothing But The Truth at yahoo.com for email. You know, everyone needs to realize that we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Now, what we want to do is basically this. We want you to basically tune in for next week where we talk about more hot issues. I know I have some hot issues on the wall that I'm about to talk about. And I know they're pretty interesting. Let's see. Friends with benefits, is it cool? Friends with benefits, is it cool? Would you like to know about that? You need to tune in next week and we'll talk about it. You know, I like to tell y'all this. If you want to get in touch for Fallen Men, Fallen Men is Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 o'clock p.m. or 12 o'clock a.m. It's tentative records. You know, basically, 
We talk about men that's fallen. We talk about other commentary issues. Sometimes I tell stories. I ain't told a story in a long time. I might crack up and tell you some stories because Mr. 910 gave me some information and Mr. Levant and Mr. Adolf. Okay. Now, our home site is http colon forward slash forward slash home dot earthlink dot net forward slash squiggle loop brooks one three zero two. We plan on changing this to end of April. We're about to get our own website. Now, again, we got a MySpace page. www.myspace.com forward slash NB underscore true. Check us out. We have a lot of stuff to tell. And also, if you are trying to go ahead and deal with basically, uh, I don't know, let's see, uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook as well. You can go and join our group. It's an official group, nothing but the truth. Join it. Listen to us. Chop it up. We're going to have more issues going out there as far as taking care of things. When we be back the next hour, well, not next hour, next week, an hour, maybe longer like we have did, and we're really going to chop it up and talk about some real stuff about friends with benefits. It's pretty interesting. And, again, I thank you all for listening, and I hope everything works out well for you all. Till then, God bless and be safe.